Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. I'm Steve Z. Let's get right to it. Welcome back to the not yet award-winning Truth Hurts Program with your host, Steve Z, coming to you from the front seat of the old F-250 pickup truck. I'm having one of those afternoons, folks. I'm getting the urge to take the boat out after having just crossed over Lake Pontchartrain and seeing almost crystal glass-like appearance on the lake itself. But then again, I look to my left and to my right right now on the interstate, motorcycles as far as the eyes can see. In addition to that, quite a few camper trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, Lots of people doing lots of fun and enjoyable things as the weekend begins in South Louisiana. Right now, under sunny skies, and I mean completely sunny, not even a puffy white cloud in the sky, 81 degrees, relatively low humidity for the south for this time of year. I was impressed this morning. Relative humidity was around 54%. Right now, it's just about 72%, which might seem muggy to those of you in drier climates, but here... Sorry, Madam GPS was speaking to me. For this part of the world, 70% humidity, 81 degrees, is what we call a picture-perfect afternoon. Anyhow, the choices are damn near infinite. Take the boat out, go fishing, pull an inner tube in the lake, Maybe throw a few crab traps out, see what I come up with. That's one option. Option number two, take the motorcycle out for a nice long ride. Number three, take the other motorcycle down to the motorsports park track, do a little sports riding, a little competitive, almost racing type atmosphere. Number four, hook up the fifth wheel, the toy hauler, throw the four-wheeler side-by-side in the back, just take a little weekend camping trip somewhere. Time is running out though because it's already afternoon on a Friday. Of course I could take the bike out or I could go do a nature trail. I could walk through the French Quarter. I don't go into downtown New Orleans for any reason anymore. Not that crime-ridden, infrastructure falling apart, Democrat-run hellhole. No thank you. I want to get shot. I'll go to Chicago for the weekend. Which reminds me, Airlines are starting to resume more and more flights each and every day. I could jump on an airplane, use some of my American Airlines or Southwest reward points, take a trip somewhere for the weekend and stay in the Hilton. Got a lot of rewards points for the Hilton group as well. Lots and lots of things to do, but none of them will probably happen because we're still trying to get the house ready for sale. The former home of my late son, home in which he grew up, And we are just about ready. I think we've got a few more things to tweak and she'll be ready to put on the market. And this weekend, of course, is Mother's Day. Mother to my three children deserves whatever the hell she wants this weekend. Whatever she wants. That's reality. Then there's my own mom. And of course, she who brought yours truly into the world also can get whatever the hell she wants this weekend. She's having siding put on the house, 
and I've convinced two of my three brothers to kick in some money to buy mom some brand new exterior doors and storm doors for her home. The very last thing she needs before her home is 100% perfect in her eyes. Which begs the question, is your mom still around? Is mom still a part of your life? And if so, what are you doing this weekend for mom? What plans do you have for the woman who gave birth to you, who nurtured you, who brought you into this world, taught you right from wrong, taught you how to cook, how to clean, how to be a good gentleman or a fine lady? What are you doing for your mom this weekend? We have a few plans for my mom. Of course, moms usually come up with the, I don't want anything. I have everything I want. I just want to make sure that you kids have everything that you want. Moms always tell you they don't want anything. But then, don't make the mistake of not getting them anything. Ho, 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 ho. The pouting. The pouting is horrific. Even though my mom, at her age at 82, almost 82, she would say, Where the hell am I going to put something like that? Why did you buy that for me? But if we do the doors, well, that's another story. She'll enjoy the doors. As long as, of course, they're the right style and the right color. And she doesn't have to switch keys. Which means the door locks and deadbolts will come off and have to go on to the new doors. But that's a story for another day. Sunday morning, we're taking a nature trail walk with the mother of my three. And one of the mothers-in-law, my son Christopher's mother-in-law, has a beautiful Mother's Day lunchtime gathering at her big house, and everyone's invited over, so it's going to be nice. Again, what are you doing for your mom this weekend? Think about it. You have to top last year, because last year, it was most likely mom was shut in, locked down, kept away from her family because of the highly exaggerated, over-reported Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019 that carried all the way through 2020 in order to help elect gropey Joe Biden and camel toe the cackling communist Harris to office. And now it is stretched because Joe lied to you. He was going to cure it. I'm going to cure it. I'm going to make it all better. And the economy's going to come back better and stronger. He lied. The economy now, we're in January, February, March, April, May. We're into the fifth month of the gropey Joe Biden presidency, and things are trending downward, not upward. He is making a difference, there's no doubt. Joe Biden is making a difference, but it's not a difference for the good, my friends. It is definitely a difference to the bad side of things. Unemployment figures revised down, uh, revised upwards, rather, 6.1 now instead of 5.9 for April. The March job figures where they claimed that they had so many 900 and some odd thousand new jobs created turned out to be a lie. It was only 700 something thousand. So they lied. They overestimated, overguessed, overexaggerated, overreported. All fancy keywords for they lied. They claimed it was 900 something thousand. And it was only 700, I believe, 12,000. So that's a hundred, 
$80,000 lie that they told, I'm sorry, 180,000 person employment lie that they told? That's okay. It's Democrats. They can simply walk it back. Walk it back. Just walk it back. They don't have to admit that they lied. They don't even have to admit that they made a mistake because Democrats don't lie. Democrats don't make mistakes. They revise, they review, they revisit, they adjust, they reevaluate, they walk it back, they misspoke, but they never lie. They never, ever are wrong. And when it is proven that they did lie, that it was wrong, that they were incorrect, that they were erroneous, they simply say, well, it's all Donald Trump's fault. They learned that from Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama. He spent eight years in office. In those eight years in office, he was presiding over the very slowest, weakest recovery of an economy out of any recession in the nation's history. Eight years. Seven of those years he spent just trying to get back to George W. Bush's top numbers. Seven years. And on the eighth year, with the help of a Democrat Congress, I may be wrong on that, on the eighth year he did surpass George W. Bush's numbers, no doubt. Then Donald Trump came along and in the first year in office, he trashed Barack Hussein Obama's numbers. He devastated them. He decimated them. He toppled over them. Now, I have a relative who will tell you, Donald Trump inherited a rising economy from Barack Obama. And after four years, look what he did to it. That relative is blind. He doesn't see reality for reality's sake. Donald Trump trashed Obama's best figures in Donald Trump's first year in office. And then in Donald Trump's second year in office, he trashed his own figures, increasing the job participation rate for minorities, especially the 13% double A hyphenated American minority, best job participation numbers in their history. More Blafrican American, 13% double A minorities working and earning a living than any time in the history of our nation. And then in the third year, even while being investigated for sham impeachments, phony dossiers, false allegations, charges of the most ridiculous nature, after the third year of a continuous witch hunt, Donald Trump beat his own figures again in the third year in office. Oh dear, oh dear, oh what shall we do, said the Democrats. This guy is going to be re-elected in a landslide. We have to come up with some manufactured crisis, they said. Let's start a war. Can't. Trump isn't going for it. Let's fake an energy crisis. 
can't do that. There's more oil and natural gas and coal right now being discovered than ever before in history. The public won't fall for that lie again. They remember the lies of the Democrats and Jimmy Carter. They won't fall for it. God, what do we do? Well, there was that time that Barack Hussein Obama was over in Wuhan, China a few years ago, working with that virology lab, kicked those millions and millions of American taxpayer dollars to that lab to help them develop something. Maybe we could pull that out of the closet. Yeah, a virus, a virus, that's the ticket. Hell, it almost worked with Ebola. It almost worked with AIDS. It almost worked with H1N1. It almost worked with the Spanish flu. A virus, of course. But just in case, let's not put anybody really good to run against Donald Trump. Let's do the primaries. We'll put 24 people and make them run in the Democrat primary and see how they make out. What if Bernie wins? Nah, Bernie's not going to win. We'll sabotage him just like Hillary sabotaged him last go-round. We know the recipe of how to sabotage Bernie. Don't worry about Bernie. We'll put Beto. We'll put Kamala Harris. We'll put Focahontas Elizabeth Warren. We'll put the racist Cory Booker. Hell, we'll find every dreg of society in the Democrat Party. We'll put them all up there and let them battle it out to see who the best of the worst could possibly be. Kamala Harris finished dead last. She finished behind Andrew Yang. She finished behind Mayor Pete Gay Booty Gig. Did I pronounce that wrong? Pete Gay Booty Gig? I don't know. You figure it out. She finished dead last. But she's got dark skin. And as fake of a Native American Indian as Focahontas Elizabeth Warren is, cackling communist sympathizer Camel Toe Harris is not Blafrican American. She's not black. She's not a 13% double A hyphenated American minority. Her daddy, I think, is from India. Her mother is from like Jamaica, man. She's not black. But they ran her as if she was. And they told her, you got to talk with a little bit of jive in your voice. Especially when you hanging out in the 13% neighborhoods. Go ahead, tell them about your experience. So she finished dead last anyway. The 13% hyphenated American minority didn't want her. Didn't want Cory Booker. Did not want any of the Blafrican American candidates to be president. At least that's what the Democrats were told. So they counted on a guy that they didn't mind if he lost. He was already a two-time loser for president. The plagiarizer. The liar in cheat. The guy who went to the Ukraine and said, Hey, I'm leaving in six hours. If you don't fire the prosecutor who's about to blow the whistle on my son, the thief, the embezzler, the criminal, the cocaine addict, the quid pro quo guy. If you don't fire that prosecutor that's looking into my son's dealings, I'm going to withhold a billion dollars of U.S. tax money from you, Ukraine. And they said, you can't do that. Only the president can do that. So Joe Biden pulled out his old flip phone and said, here, call him. He'll back me up. What he meant was, here. Call him. This whole scam is his idea anyway. 
It's the only way he can keep my ass in line. Go ahead, call him. He managed, Barack Hussein Obama that is, he managed to shut down the Clinton crime family political machine. He appointed her Secretary of State, sent her ass overseas. Keep her out of his hair. So, the Democrats select gropey Joe Biden to be their frontrunner, to be their Democrat presidential nominee, knowing full well in the third year of Donald Trump's presidency, there ain't no way in hell this gropey, senile, child-molesting, mental patient who thinks he's been in Congress for 128 years, who still thinks he's a senator, who doesn't know what state he is standing in from day to day, who can't even read a teleprompter without mumbling and fumbling and bumbling and stuttering and stumbling. He can't put together two coherent sentences without a teleprompter or cue cards. The man who constantly says, oh yeah, I, I think that's enough. I think I shouldn't say anything else. I, I, I'm sorry. What the hell is the president of the United States apologizing for? Guess he took his cue from Barack Hussein Obama, who apologized for America, told the world America is a bad place and I'm very sorry, but I'm gonna kiss your asses. I'm gonna bow before you Arab mullahs. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give away the farm and you're going to help my party remain in power. When I call on you people for a crisis, you damn well better snap too. And towards the end of Donald Trump's third year in the presidency, they called on their foreign allies. They called on Russia. They called on China to come up with scams and shams and scandals and made-up stories. And they used phony dossiers and false reports and highly biased investigators. And they tried not once, but twice to impeach the sitting president of the United States, claiming he did something that Joe Biden actually did, interfered in the Ukraine for a quid pro quo to get his son out of being in trouble. His cocaine addict son, whose laptop was later found to be full of really deviant sexual misconduct as well as evidence of his foreign interference in foreign governmental operations. And yet, that wasn't enough. Hearing about all of these things, Joe Biden still was not going to be your next president. Just wasn't gonna happen. So they unleashed the beast they got the Wuhan, China, novel coronavirus. Somehow, I think it went way overboard. I think it happened way worse than what they had initially planned. But the Wuhan, China, novel coronavirus came along. And with willing Democrat sympathizers like Dr. Anthony Fauci, they made Donald Trump look as if he had no handle on the Wuhan, China, novel coronavirus. As if he didn't know how to handle a pandemic. In case you haven't listened to this program for very long, the definition of a pandemic is a never-before-seen new novel viral or bacteriological outbreak. It means they've never seen it before. 
So how do you handle something that you've never been exposed to, never experienced, never seen before? Most presidents, including Joseph R. Biden, I promise you, would have tucked tail between legs, would have resigned from office, let his vice president take over, and then floundered as this nation fell into the throes of the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus outbreak. Donald Trump is not a virologist. He's not a doctor of any kind. Neither is Joe Biden, by the way. Donald Trump enlisted some of the greatest minds in epidemiology. That's virus-related stuff. Some of the greatest minds in medicine, some of the greatest minds in crisis management. He enlisted the services of FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, amongst other organizations. He tried to work with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, but they flip-flopped more than a fish on a dock on a hot summer day. He tried enlisting the assistance of Dr. Anthony Fucci, 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 but he flip-flopped just as bad. He said, nobody needs to wear a mask. And two weeks later, everybody needs to wear a mask. Oh, my God. Mr. Excuse me, Dr. Fauci, just two weeks ago, you said nobody needs to wear a mask. No, no, that's not exactly what I said. What I exactly said was, and then insert flip-flop, walk it back, change your mind, whatever words here. Then it was, get a vaccine, don't get a vaccine. Old people first. Oh, no, no, no. Old people first is racist. Okay, black people first. Black people didn't want it. They remember the Tuskegee experiment. They don't trust the government, especially when it comes to sticking needles in black people's arms. Maybe lethal injection comes to mind? Who knows? So here we are. Donald Trump gets together some of the greatest minds in the country, launches the White House Coronavirus Task Force with a very knowledgeable, very educated, very intelligent, very compassionate Mike Pence as the vice president. But even he eventually had to succumb to all of the lies, the bullshit, the fakery, all of the theatrics. And then, strangely enough, with all of the willing media of CBS, MSDNC, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, even Fox News, they turned on the president because they stick their fingers in the air to see which way the wind is blowing. And they manufacture their own stories. Correct. Well worth the ding. They manufacture their own stories. They make up lies, rumors, and innuendo. And anything to blame Donald Trump and anything to get the Democrats back into the White House and, of course, get the Democrats into both houses of Congress so that they could pass the most sweeping fundamental change towards socialism, towards communism, towards Marxism, towards Nazism, towards Biden-Harrisism. And they elected gropey Joe Biden, a man who can't tie his own shoes, a man who said, quote, and I loved having little kids jump and bounce on my legs, on my lap. And I used to love it. I would 
wipe the hair, the blah 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 blonde hair down on my legs, and it would stick to my 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 my, my hairy my hairy my hairy legs, and then and then and then and then the hair would 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 rise back up, and then and then they were fascinated with it. That that's who they want as their president. They want a guy who says things like, um, if you don't if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. They want a guy who constantly calls out racist, bigoted remarks and then simply walks it back. That's who they want. They want a senile old puppet. They write the cue cards. They write the words on the teleprompter. He does a really poor job, a third grade reading level job of reading them. Then, oh God, if the teleprompter freezes up or he loses his place on his cue card, he starts freestyling. And that is always a disaster. Like the disaster he said in New Orleans yesterday about trains to rivers and rivers to trains or some inane, stupid, uneducated, floundering, flipping commentary. Or like when he said, you know, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the thing, the thing. And everyone bowed at his feet and said, yeah, everybody knows about the, the thing. I mean, it's common sense. Why should he articulate? Why should he use diction or proper pronunciation or even find an appropriate sentence structure when you can, you know, the, the you know, the, 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 the thing. My God, it's Joe Biden, the president of the United States. All hail the great puppet, Joe Biden. And that's what we have, folks. And now he is proposing, after passing $1.9 trillion of so-called COVID relief, which only led to people staying home and not going back to work, which is part of the reason why your unemployment rate is so high, Mr. Biden. You can't pay people more to stay home than to go back to work and expect your economy to recover. And I really don't think he wants it to recover. You can't bring in anarchy, socialism, communism, if you have a working capitalist economy. Okay, back to reality. So gropey Joe Biden, a man who can't put two sentences together, is your president. And now, because his puppet masters have told him so, he wants to add an additional $4 trillion to the national debt and deficit for what he calls an infrastructure plan, which according to very, very many learned economists, actually invests less than 9% of $4 trillion in actual infrastructure. The rest of it goes to pet projects for nasty Nancy Pelosi, Chuckle Schumer, Adam Schiff, Beto, Focahontas, Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, and of course, got to pander to those Democrat communities like Atlanta with Keisha Lance Bottoms, or to wonderful Latoya the Destroyer, Latoilet Cantrell, the mayor of New Orleans. He visited there yesterday, and he said, "We we have rebuilt things. Put money in rebuilt things. We have we have rebuilt things." You know, all the roads and bridges and, and rivers and the trains and trains and trains to the rivers and, 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 and this pump station. You know, when I was in, when I was in, 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 in Delaware, we, we, had, we had old pumps like this and old, 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 old pumps. 
And, and how, how, how old is this pump? About, about 100 years old? Well, no, sir, that pump's about 56 years old. But it is. It's well past its usable life. And that's what I'm talking about. We were trying to pass the infrastructure plan, try to pass this thing. We're get stymied every step of the way. Republicans don't, they, they don't care. I said it on this show. Every conservative talk show host has either said it or hinted at it. Every conservative politician would say right now, send us a bill that addresses true infrastructure roads, highways, bridges, drainage systems, water supply systems, electrical infrastructure grids, schools, fire stations, police stations, the military, infrastructure, signs and signals, traffic lights and street lights, safety barriers, widening interstates, so that I'm not sitting in this damn traffic for three hours. Work on small regional airports. And hell, if you want to call telecommunications part of infrastructure, that's fine too. As long as it's not another Obama phone program to give the quote-unquote underprivileged, underserved beggars of society another freebie. Fix the broken crap. Mr. Biden, and those conservatives will likely get on board. Pull out the pork and the bullshit. That's going to wrap up this afternoon edition. For all you moms out there, very happy Mother's Day this weekend. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts program network. All rights reserved.